Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure with Kim and Amy. And we are the podcast that brings you your next romantic read, recommendations and reviews of romance novels that are spoiler free. Because otherwise, what's the freaking point? If we tell you the book, <laughs> why go and read the book? So, oh, it's like trailers that you watch the end of the trailer and you're like, thanks trailer, I feel like I've seen the whole film. All the trailers where they had all the funny bits from the film and you see the film and you're like, the trailer was better. Yes. Yeah. That's also disappointing. We hope to be neither of those things. So this week we are going to review and recommend the Rokesby series. Ooh, are we? Is that how we're saying it? How do you? Rokes, Rokesby? Rokesby. 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 Oh, I said all the things in that, that word. <laughs> anyway, by Julia Quinn. Series beginning with Because of Miss Bridgerton and ending with First Comes Scandal. Kimberly. Do you want to give a spoiler-free summary of the series? Sure. The Rokesby series is basically a prequel to Julia Quinn's Bridgerton series. Yes, which we have reviewed in a previous podcast episode. But you don't have to have read that to read this. No, absolutely not. And it is almost... It's kind of the same branch of the family, I guess, but... The story of Edmund, who was the father of the Bridgerton clan, who was yep. dead at the very start of that series, he and Violet don't are, do feature in this series, but you never hear their love story. So they're not one of the books. So it's not a direct prequel. I find that the Bridgertons as a family who live in Kent at this point and the Rokesbys who are another are very aristocratic family who live in a massive estate next door three miles away or whatever in Kent are so beautifully and well developed in their own right that I didn't feel the need to have read the Bridgertons recently to enjoy this but there are if you have read the Bridgertons already in preparation for Netflix series there are some really lovely little throw away to that which would have been really nice you'll go ha 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 but let's so these are set in the 18th century the end of the 18th century yes 1770s so american revolution time yes so not the regency period and it revolves not actually around the bridgertons though they feature quite heavily but it revolves around the rokesby sons of which there are four. Keep forgetting George, people can't see me holding You do, you pointing. gesture all the time. <laughs> uh, but I think you do it for me because I'm terrible with the details. Yeah. There's George, who is the eldest and the heir. Uh, then there is Andrew. No. Edward. Who's in the middle? Oh, Edward. Yes. So there's George first, then there's Edward, then Andrew, and then Nicholas. Nicholas who is the youngest son, and therefore the most recent book to have been released. That's kind of it. Some of them marry Bridgertons, some of them marry Randos. Some of them marry distant Bridgerton relatives. Actually, I think three of the four marry someone with the surname Bridgerton. Correct. Yeah, Yeah. right. So it's only Edward who doesn't. Who does Edward marry? Yes, Edward doesn't. Edward Edward is um, the girl with the make-believe husband. Okay, so this was not a very good spoiler-free recap, so I'm going to take over and Kimberly will correct me if I go too far. What? That was all spoiler-free. You're saying it wasn't detailed enough. Don't we have to cover the actual books? What happens Uh, in the stories? No, I don't think we should. Oh, okay. If we're doing a whole series, I think that's too hard. Okay, so Kimberly. Yes. Lots that you wanted to say, particularly about the Nicholas book. So shall I ask you, would you recommend The Rokesby? Is that right? I yeah. said it wrong the first time, so now yeah, I'm going to no, trust that's myself. Fine. Would you recommend the Rokesby series of four books? Yeah, look, I would. 
I really would. After having read Nicholas, uh, so that's first come scandal. first come scandal. I went back and reread the others. I think first come scandal might suffer from the same problem that later books in the Bridgerton series suffered from, mm-hmm. which is you have gotten to know these characters and have mm. interacted with these characters in previous books when they were quite young and now we're supposed to believe that they've fallen in love and uh, and treat ups. them as adults and you kind of have skipped that bit where you engage with them as adults because always the books that immediately precede them falling in love etc are set away from home Yes, that's a really good point. So the first book, which looks at the story of George Rokesby, so he's the heir to the Earl of Manston. He's the hero. The heroine is Billy Bridgerton, who's the neighbour. It's very much set, except for a little foray in the city. It's very much set in Kent. They're country bods. Yeah, and it's all about their connection and love of the land and their love of their homes. Yes. And in that, you get to see quite a lot of... Georgiana and Andrew and uh, not Nicholas because he's away. But you sort of get to see all these people. And then the next book, Edward's book, is set in the colonies. He's off fighting. Yeah, he's off set. um, He's off fighting the war in America. And then the next book is Andrew's book. And he's at sea sailing to and from Portugal. So, and except for a little bit at the end where he comes home. Yeah, but it's like a chapter. It's a chapter. And so I think for me, again, you come back to, we're supposed to take Nicholas as, an, as a grown-up and we're supposed to see Georgiana as a grown-up and I just have trouble buying it, I guess. But I think one of the other challenges, so in the this series, the obstacles, like we really enjoyed because of Miss Bridgerton. It was yeah. very fun. I really book. enjoyed the characters. The obstacle there was that, you know, they'd grown up so convinced that they hated each other. That yeah, to flick that switch and go, actually, I took took some effort. And it took. And I remember you and I were discussing it. So this podcast, this episode of the podcast, came about because I finished first, first scandal. scandal, and I was like, "That's so weird." Like I literally you were texting me going. Nothing happens. I'm Nothing halfway through this, this book. book. And no, I didn't realise I was halfway through. I had taken the book with me on an adventure that I'd gone on on the day, like a day, and I had it on my Kobo. And I was like, oh, good, I'm just going to settle in with this cup of tea and I'm going to finish this book. Good old four hours of a Julia Quinn novel. I had like ten minutes to go. And I was like, where's the rest of this book? So I really kept waiting for it to start and then it was finished. Yeah. So... I agree with that. I came to you and was like, what was that all about? And your comment to me was, no, no, because of Miss Bridgerton had the same thing. Like, nothing happens in that book either. The obstacle isn't that significant. The obstacle in First Come Scandal is sort of in the title. There's been a scandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not a spoiler free. Georgiana has her reputation's been ruined, and Nicholas... Who... In a really engaging kidnapping that happens before the book starts? Yes, we never get I to see it. I want that story. <laughs> I feel like there's a story that someone could write me that would be awesome. <laughs> Nicholas's father has dragged him away from medical school in Scotland to save her reputation. So half of the book is his sort of struggle. No, it's not. It doesn't even no, feel like, like half the third, book. No, it's a uh, third of the book. I feel like I did not feel it, that which, long. It's a third of the book is his struggle with coming to terms with being forced to ask her to marry him. I think the problem for me was that 
he gets called, like the book starts and he's at his parents' house to have this conversation about, we need you to marry Georgiana. And he's really cranky about it. And his dad's like, it's not about you, Nicholas. And he's like, oh my God, people need to stop saying it's not about me. So there's that kind of interaction. Happens on day one. That night they go to dinner at the Bridgerton household and he gets to have a chat to Georgiana and they were like, seriously, just like see if maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll think she's attractive now that we've told you to think she's attractive. By the end of that night, Nicholas, because we get to be inside his head, Nicholas is like, yeah, all right. So it's in terms of time. (laughs) Yeah, the time because he's like, I've got to get back. I've had to defer my exams. I've got to get back to Scotland like stat. Tomorrow. It's a week. Like, yeah. they are married in a week. It only takes about four days. Anyway, so I just felt like nothing happened. And so this podcast came about because Amy said the same thing was true of, because of Miss Bridgerton. So I have now gone back in the last week and reread the whole Rokesby series. <laughs> because I was like, I don't, that's not how I remember it. And I would argue that the other books are not like that. No, I was, it they was are just much, because of Miss Bridgerton. Much stronger. Even because of Miss Bridgerton, the thing you it said to me, it's definitely the thing you stronger. said to me was, you know, because he kind of doesn't see her as a romantic interest because of how long they've grown up together. And it's and like, oh, blah, it's blah, blah, blah. Billy Bridgerton. He gets <sighs> over that very quickly, which was your point that that's actually, he overcomes that and is attracted to her yeah. quite quickly in the book. Yes, that's true. The actual obstacle when you go back and reread it is that he thinks she's in love with Andrew. Because oh, that she was not and... clear enough to me. I was so clear. That was what he obsessed about for most of the book. Because no, it wasn't that he thinks she's old in love. He's like, stodgy. she'll probably just marry Andrew. Just be more convenient because they're the same age. And they've, and they've been best friends forever. And they're always like running about and challenging each other to things. They're they're very brother and sister, Mm. her and Andrew. But they also get along like a house on fire and they get each other's jokes and they have the same sense of humour and all of this kind of stuff. each other all the time. And Mm. he's the boring, stodgy heir to the earldom older brother. Right, so here, the takeaway of this episode is that Amy's going to go home and reread because you need to. You really need to. I read it like two months ago in preparation for Nicholas coming out. Yeah, you really need to do it. I think this is interesting, and this is sort of a not very well signposted recommendation section, is that I have reread Becoming Miss Bridgerton the most. I haven't read The Girl with the Make-Believe Husband more than once because it, I just it made me cry a lot. See, I, again, you told me that recently, and I was like, this is not how did I, I remembered it. When it. I was really moody, but the thing that also, I was like, why did she it, just tell him the all. truth? She yes, doesn't tell no. him the truth for such a long time, yes. and that annoyed me. So. Yes. That annoyed me as well. I wouldn't actually, to be completely honest, I wouldn't recommend The Girl with the Make-Believe Husband. You liked it a lot more than I did. I went, Upon a second read, the yeah. thing I really liked about it was actually the letters. So because mm. the kind of context going on there is that she, that Edward, so he's the Rokesby that we're yeah, following. He's gone missing in the American Revolutionary War. Yeah, well, that's what you find out in the first book, in the first Rokesby book. But in the second book, which is his, we follow Cecilia, who is the heroine, and she has gone over to the Americas to find her brother, who is essentially the last person, the last family that she has. And she has been writing really quite religiously to her brother the whole time he's been over there, and he Mm. goes missing Mm. with his best friend, who is Edward Rokesby. And so in the time that she would write to her brother he would read his her letters aloud mm-hmm. to Edward and Edward actually yeah, falls in nice. love with her 
through the letters before she arrives. Yes, that was so nice. that that whole thing was a bit beautiful and yeah, I agree with you though. Upon that read, I was like, seriously, there were about fifty times she should have told him, and she should have told him way past the point where, because obviously there's that. Oh, if I tell him the secret that I have, blah blah blah, we're not going to spoil it for you. Just read the book. If I tell him, he might reject me, or and at this like kind of pretend thing we're living in will be over. But it was so far past the point that she yes. knew who he was and she knew what a lovely yeah. person he was and it was really doing him a disservice to continue the ruse. Yeah. Totally agree with you. I also have reread Andrew. Andrew, which is the other Miss Bridgerton. It's who... a distant, distant cousin. No, she's quite she's oh, just she a cousin. A close cousin. Like she's she's direct cousins. Oh, you know why I make it a distant cousin in my head? It's because I always assume Rogue Speech is Bridgerton. Oh, right. <laughs> it has to be a really far, far, far cousin. Otherwise, he's marrying Ew. his sister. Yeah. No, no. She's a Sorry. direct She's a direct cousin of the Kent Bridgertons. Yes. But very unlikely story, first of all. It's like smugglers, pirates and smugglers. Pirates, and kidnappings. Espionage, and et cetera, et cetera. Oh. The one that super annoyed me about that in my reread of that book recently yeah. was that... Their issue is he kidnaps her. His crew kidnap her and then he's like, sail away, sail away. But he knows she's a Bridgerton and he kidnaps her. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. does yes, he? he does. Yeah, she tells him his name on board the ship before <sighs> they've left. But he doesn't realise that she's... No, he knows. And that's why he keeps it a secret for the whole book that he's a Rokesby. Because she knows that the Rokesbys and the Bridgertons are super tight. Yeah. that's Sorry, so... I've got it reversed in my mind. Yeah. yeah. So he knows who she is. And he kidnaps her for state reasons. And his reasons for me are not good enough for the damage. No, that's damage. a spoiler. No, it's not. You know straight away. We think he's a pirate for most of the book. No, you don't. No, you don't. I've reread this I've reread this two days ago. No, you don't. Okay, all right. You know straight away that he also has, because otherwise you would think he's a dirty pirate and he's not. He's a Rokesby. A Rokesby. Mm. Uh, anyway, and so Very she then falls Rokesby. in love with him. And I always have an issue with, oh, I fell in love with the man who kidnapped me. The Stockholm Syndrome theme. Even this one, which he was lovely the whole time and there was a reason why he, and he wasn't kidnapping her. He promised to bring her back. It was just that he He, couldn't let her go now. Like, it's totally not, I've kidnapped you maliciously and then you fall in love with me or I've worked to seduce you or anything like that. Like, it's all fine. But... I think the problem was that Julia Quinn had an issue with the fact that she didn't know how to manage the idea that her heroine couldn't just turn around and be like, actually, I find you attractive. She had to continue to be like, oh, I'm having a really lovely time, but it's still not okay that you kidnapped me. And he's like, I know. So, so she was just, like resentfully attracted. Yeah. It kind of harped on it for the for yeah. the whole book. And I get why it had to, because then... She does get kidnapped for real and it's a whole thing, which isn't a spoiler because it's way too vague, but you kind of go, all of these things wouldn't have happened to her if if he had not taken her. And she was trustworthy, so you probably could have let her go and not had to semi-detain Look, her. I enjoyed it. It was much sillier than the others. I just didn't like her as much. No, she was a bit, in my memories of it, I can picture Andrew because we know him better. Yeah. But she's sort of a bit beigey. I have She's a clearer a memory of the girl in the make-believe husband. 
I have a really clear like Billy Bridgerton in the first book. Oh, she's really is vibrant. Well. Yeah, she's and really, even really Georgiana well is quite a distinct. She has a personality in that first come scandal book. My our issue with that is it's sort of like nothing it's happens, over, and then just you're finishes. like, oh, I would recommend the Rokesby series. I Me wouldn't. Too. I don't personally think you really need to read the second book. I think you'll, it's nice. You'll read First Come Scandal and you'll sort of be left with this series wanting some more. Perhaps that's a good way to put it. To be honest with you, if you had the time and the inclination to read them all and it's fine, I probably would just recommend because of Miss Bridgerton. The first one, yeah, yeah, okay. It's the one that makes yeah. the most. I've, it's sense the one I've read me. the most. I and reread that book yeah. a lot. It's fun, and it's the one that everything that they say, and this is important to me, when they have these thoughts in their head, and they jump to conclusions, or they're rationalizing things out, or they're getting things wrong because if everything worked out fine in the first two seconds, you'd have first come scandal, and it would all be sorted, and you'd be like, that was a nice book no, I no. suppose but there was my a point third is, of a book of, of soul searching if you t- if you say so and but, some midnight arm broken arm fixing oh god even that took two seconds the, cat, don't the even. cat there was a funny sequence oh, with the cat I did not enjoy oh. the cats anyway whatever I would recommend because of Miss Bridgerton because every time you got into their heads and they were drawing conclusions they made sense to me and I was like yeah, yes I get where you're yeah. coming from that was the big thing with Andrew's book that leapt out at me he would be like oh she's so clever I just oh, she would say this and I I thought how clever are you and I was on the other side of the page going nothing she has said or done has been particularly clever and just little things like that where you go well that's his interpretation of her and it's totally fine but mm. being inside both of their heads I had more difficulty buying it i suppose yeah in the other miss bridgerton i i completely understood him but i questioned her at some key moments absolutely and that i think she was lied part for too long what like when he was upset at her i was so upset yeah um because she did yeah she did lie for too long so i guess Kimberly's recommending just the first book, and at the end of this, Amy's going to go away and read just the first book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my takeaway from this episode yeah, of the podcast. That's exactly right. So, what are we classifying this as? We think becoming. No, why do I keep calling becoming Miss Bridgerton? I don't know. Because of Miss Bridgerton, treasure. Totally treasure. They're two great characters, and I really like and get. And also the arc they go on, which I don't feel like I can be specific about what it is they actually overcome to be happy together. Just read end. it. Just read it. I don't feel like I can tell you what that is without wrecking it. But that arc for me is really relatable and made a lot of sense. And I feel like is a message that should just be sent far and wide. Like it's a really modern, relatable arc is what how I felt about them. And everyone else I just felt was a little bit silly. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else was sort of like, eh. I'm just happy for George and Billy to do their thing in this book. And then, you know, if you want an hour and a half's quick trashy read, any of the other three will do. Well, first comes Scandal. It's an hour and a half. It is an hour and a half to read. (laughs) The others are maybe two and a half. Okay, and that's all we've got this week. So thank you once again for tuning in to Trash and Treasure. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.
And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.